This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Atlanta. I hope you all are having a happy Thursday. We are almost at the end of the week. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. This week, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. Um, We are talking about joint health, and we'll be joined shortly by Dr. Tamara Johnson. Um, But first, let me give you a little bit of background, because I always want for my listeners to have a little bit of um, education about our topic. So that way, um, you can come up with perhaps um, questions that you have for yourself, um, or just have a better understanding about the topic in general, right? So this is what we want. Um, So let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about how you listen. We are streaming live on my Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Um, We also are streaming live um, on the radio station's website, or excuse me, Facebook page, and that is Real 1100. Hold on one second, I gotta find it. Um, We are on the internet at real1100.com. Uh, also streaming on iHeartRadio and also on your radio dial at Real 1100 AM. So there are lots of ways that you can listen. I hope that you all are tuning in. Um, A couple of announcements. We have a new YouTube page, so I'll be uploading um, the broadcast to the YouTube page. So in case you are not available um, on Thursdays at 11 o'clock at Real 1100 AM, uh, you can join us uh, on the uh, YouTube and post questions or comments um, or just, just listen in. Uh, We are working on getting uh, loaded into uh, podcast platforms, so that way we have flexibility in how you can access this information, because that is the most important thing to me, is that my listeners have uh, the education um, or access to uh, the information and and gain some understanding. This is a call-in show, and if you have questions about joint health, please feel free to call in at 404-603-8770. Again, this is Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I am Dr. Carissa. So let's talk about your joints. So we'll talk about um, an adult human has about 206 bones in the body. Children have more because their bones haven't quite fused um, yet, so that's a different different topic. Um, bones make up the structure of the skeleton. They provide uh, architecture and stability uh, for muscles. They are responsible for movement. They protect vital organs. Uh, and when we speak of movements, we absolutely have to talk about joints. Uh, in the adult body, there are between 250 and 350 joints in the body, and they are broken up into uh, three main classes. And of those classes, um, one, the one class that we will talk about today um, are the freely movable joints. Um, so what is a joint? A joint is an area where, where two bones meet, um, and it allows for movement um, of the skeleton. Joints are made up of uh, cartilage, which helps to reduce friction in a joint and allows for smooth movement. Uh, Ligaments, which give support to the joint and limit movement. Tendons, which attach to muscles and then connect those muscles um, to bones. Um, There's a membrane that forms a capsule around a joint. 
a bursa, which is a fluid-filled sac that cushions movement of a joint and acts like a shock absorber, if you will, and a meniscus, uh, which is curved cartilage um, predominantly found uh, in your knees. Now, of those words that I just mentioned, um, a lot of us have heard um, have heard of some of them or maybe all of them. Um, and particularly when we are participating in sports and talking about our um, athletes, professional athletes, because I'm sure um, most of us, if you follow football, you've heard about someone having an ACL tear, um, which the L in ACL stands for ligament. And then we talk about how um, that athlete may be um, out for the season, depending upon which ligament uh, is damaged. Um, and we talk about the possibility of surgical repair and if that player can come back to the game um, because of this because of this damage. Um, many of us have experienced um, some degree um, of, of joint um, joint injury, um, be it a tendonitis or a sprain or something like that. So we all have um, somewhat familiarity um, with our joints. Um, and I will say that as we age, we become a little bit more aware um, of our joints um, because we may have morning stiffness uh, or as I have noticed about myself that, you know, I kind of groan a little bit when I go to sit down or stand up from a chair and I'm like, well, when did this happen? It just kind of kind of crept up on me a little bit. But, you know, and so, you know, I know that there are those of you out there who are experiencing that as well. So as I said before, um, we will talk about the types of joints. So there are three main classes of joints and those classifications are based upon um, if the joint moves and how it moves. So you have um, a class of joints that don't move at all. So, for example, your skull is, is a great example of that because there are bones that form to make a complete, um, a complete skull. And, of course, those bones don't move once they are fused, but they are still considered a joint. Um, and then you have some um, joints which are semi-movable um, and your spine is is a great example um, of of a semi-movable joint because of course you don't want your spine going all willy-nilly all over the place um, you want it to to be able to move some because of course that is how we walk and jump and twist and do all of the wonderful things that our bodies allow us to do but we want their limitations to that right um, so the type of joints when we talk about joint pain, we are talking about our diarthrosis or freely movable joints. And of those, there are six types. And I'll give you a uh, little example um, about our ball and socket, about the six types of joints. So we have the ball and socket um, joint, which is versatile in terms of its range of motion. Um, you find this joint in two places in the body, in your hip and in your shoulder. And so if we think about um, the range of motion or the types of movement that we can do at those joints, um, <clears throat> you know, particularly at your hips, you can flex your hip as when you squat. And then of course, um, when you recover, that's an opposite movement. 
you can rotate your your leg, which the oper the uh, motion starts at the hip itself. Um, but you can move your entire leg. You can rotate it out. You can rotate it in. Um, you can do all of these types of things, and it is because of the rotation that is allowed by the ball and socket um, type of joint. Again, um, when you talk about the shoulder, your shoulder can move in so many different ways. You can raise your arms. Um, you can rotate your arms inward and outward. Um, you can even reach behind your back. And again, all of that is because of the type of rotation and type of movement that the ball and socket joint allows for yourself. Now, of course, when we talk about the shoulder, and you know, I hate to continue to reference athletes, but I think that's the more popular example um, of, of joint health or when things go wrong, um, that we have talked about um, the rotator cuff. Um, so particularly for our baseball athletes, most, most notably pitchers, when they have, um, when they're doing a repetitive motion over and over and over and over again um, and have some damage to that joint, to their shoulders, um, you know, it can be a career ending injury. Um, the next type of, of joint we have is called a hinge which allows for bending and straightening. And those joints are found in your fingers and toes, your knees and your elbows. So you know that when you uh, flex your arm to, to make a bicep muscle, um, you know, it just kind of goes forward and back um, in, in that, or bending and straightening um, in that range of motion. You have one type of joint called a pivot, which is a very specialized joint, and that one is found at your neck and allows for you to turn your head on your neck in a rotating motion so you can turn your head from side to side. Um, in the animal kingdom, when we think about um, owls, they are um, exemplary in this pivot motion in that they can turn their head a full 360 degrees, um, and that is a pivot um, a pivot joint that they have as well. Uh, the next type that we have is called an ellipsoidal or gliding joint, um, which is going to be one of the more flexible joints, and your wrist is an example of that. So think about all of the different types of motions that your hands go through or can do um, in a day. That you know that is a pretty um, amazing um, joint. Um, in that it allows for for us to do so many so many um, different types of motion. Sorry about that. Uh, next we have our condyloid joint, which allows for movement but no rotation. And the example of that is your jaw. So of course, in order for us to talk, we have to be able to move our jaw up and down. Of course. Uh, phonation is a different thing that happens um, inside your, your larynx and your voice box and such things. Um, but without being able to move your, to move your mouth, to open your mouth, um, you know, talking and eating um, would be difficult, if not impossible, to do. Uh, and then, of course, there's the last one, which is a saddle joint, which happens at the base of the thumb, which, which allows for movement forward and back and side to side, but does not allow for any rotation. So one of the things that I mentioned um, was about range of motion, and that is the amount of motion that occurs at a specific joint. 
right? And it refers to how well um, or how completely that joint is allowed to move. Um, so one thing that we notice is when you look at children, children are very um, flexible. And when we say flexible in medicine terms, it really refers to the muscle mechanics and not necessarily the joint, but for um, just for illustrative purposes today, we will, we will use that term interchangeably. Um, and so we notice that children are very, very flexible. And then, of course, that flexibility decreases some as we age, um, and for some decreases um, a tremendous amount, um, and we are unable to have um, full range of motion of that joint, which impairs our movement and can cause significant pain uh, and even disability. So when we look at causes of uh, a decreased range of motion, um, infection uh, is a cause, uh, injury, so when we talk about um, sprains, so for example, and all of us have done this, you've stepped off of a step or stepped off of a curb wrong and your ankle has twisted, you know, your body goes one way, your ankle goes another, um, and then it swells and it's very painful and you can't walk in your normal gait um, or in your normal way. Um, so that's, you know, one type of a temporary, hopefully temporary, uh, decrease in your range of motion. There's also deterioration that happens at joints, um, most notably caused um, by arthritis. And that is what our, our guest um, will be talking with us about today. Um, and then, of course, there is immobilization that can cause, uh, that can lead to a decreased range of motion. So as with many things, it is very true. If you don't use it, you will lose it. Um, and so, you know, it is important for us to continue to move um, in order to maintain our ability to move. So with that little general overview, we are gonna go ahead and go to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we will have our very special guest, Dr. Tamara Johnson, to talk to us about joint health and physical therapy. This is Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. We'll see you on the other end of the commercial. Life happens, and when it does, the law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood is the law firm people turn to for planning and managing their legal affairs and protecting their current and future assets. The firm specializes in wealth protection through legal services that include estate planning, probate administration, and guardianship. This law firm promises to be truthful and honest, provide personalized attention, and they are focused on results that best suit your needs. For a consultation, contact them today at 404-584-5555 or visit them on the web at adjpclaw.com. The law firm of Althea DeBar Johnson, PC, and Tamara Wood, helping you plan for today and for the future so you can get on with the business of living. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721.
This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are live with Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, and it is with great pleasure that I introduce our guest to you today. Um, I, I like to say that she is an old friend, not that she is old, but that we have been friends for a long, long time. And let me tell you a little bit um, about her. Dr. Tamara Johnson is the owner and director of Sports Pro Physical Therapy and Aquatic Center, which has locations in the Maryland area in Bowie, Glendale, Upper Marlboro, and Fort Washington. She is from Norfolk, Virginia, and graduated from Booker T. Washington High School, where she was a champion track athlete. She then went to George Mason University and before I tell you about uh, her professional accolades, I'm going to brag on my friend a little bit. Uh, she was a standout track and field athlete there as well, um, being completely dominant in the 100-meter dash. So I will tell you, and I, I looked this up, so I hope that she is not uh, going to be upset that I did a little bit of, of snooping here. Uh, in 1993, she had the fastest time in George Mason University history in the 100-meter dash, clocking in at 11.48 seconds, which still to this day ranks as the fourth fastest time in the school's history. In 1994, she clocked in at... 6 seconds 9 6.92 seconds in the 55 meter dash in an indoor competition which still stands as the fifth fastest time in George Mason University history and in 1991 helped lead her team to an ECAC track and field championship so 
she she's a fast fast lady most certainly and she was fast when we were in high school so you know that when I learned these things about her it wasn't uh, it wasn't it didn't come as a surprise so continuing from uh, George Mason University uh, after she uh, earned her Bachelor of Science in pre-physical therapy uh, she attained a MS degree in physical therapy and then her doctorate in physical therapy from Evidence in Motion Institute. She is an author of three books which are available on Amazon. Uh, They are entitled Whole, Holy, and Healthy Living, The Whole, Holy, and Healthy Living 30-Day Prayer Journal, Journal, and 10 Tips for Performing an Initial Evaluation for New Doctors of Physical Therapy. You can find Dr. Johnson and her team at Sports Pro Physical Therapy and Aquatic Center at www.sportspropt.com. They are also on social media, Facebook at Sports Pro Physical Therapy, and on Instagram at, at Sports Pro PT South. And of course, I will have uh, these links paste, posted excuse me, to my Facebook page. And also, um, for a lucky caller or Facebooker, um, we'll provide you with an autographed copy um, of her book, Whole, Holy, and Healthy Living. And so, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tamara Johnson. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. <laughs> so, fast lady. Well. I remember those days. I remember those days. Yes, you were one of my little sisters in high indeed, school. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Always looking up, but you got to look quick because she would be <laughs> from start to finish before you could get yourself together. I'm going to tell you that. So, Dr. Johnson. Yes. And again, let me say thank you so much for the generosity of your time to come and share your expertise with my listeners today. I, I always appreciate, um, you know, when I reach out to friends and they say, sure, what do you need? Um, I always feel very, very blessed by that. And, and today is no exception to that. Oh, you're very welcome. I wish I could be there in person because I'm actually here in Georgia. But I know. I saw that. <laughs> I promised my mom we would stay in all week well, to make sure that she's safe. <laughs> and that is the responsible thing. But I tell you what, once uh, once we get this COVID situation under, under control, the next time you're in Atlanta, please feel free to come on by. We would love to have you in person on the show. I, w- I will do that. <laughs> so let's get started. So um, a couple of questions um, that I have received, um, and let me see, do I have any, any others there? But so how do I know um, when my joints are injured as opposed to just the typical uh, aches and pains? Well, first and foremost, let me just start off with it. It's hard to kind of um, pinpoint, um, any diagnosis without me seeing you in per- in person. True. So I'm going to, you know, go over a few things that I would probably, you know, consider when I'm talking to someone rather than seeing them. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, um, usually with joint pain, there is some um, point tenderness um, over the joint. There could be some localized swelling. Sometimes there's discoloration. 
But the other thing is something that we call in the rehab world, and it's called crepitus. And that just means, you know, a lot of noises and cracking in the joint that produces pain. Mm -hmm. So that could be more specific to joint pain. Now, when it comes to muscles, you may have some of the same thing. You could have tenderness or soreness in the muscle belly. Um, There could be some swelling, discoloration, or we call it hematoma when there's an injury. When there's an injury, but it's typically more global than joint pain. But again, I definitely would have to see the person before I could determine one versus the other. But just some quick tips about both. Sure. And so tell a little bit of of your personal journey um, because, of course, when we talk about health and we talk about medicine, um, you know, people initially gravitate to um, the career as a doctor, as a nurse. Um, But I will say, you know, as, as a practicing physician, the team that we put together to help a patient get get better is is very very important because you know in as much as I'm able to do as a physician I can't do it all and right. so I have to rely on my team um, depending you know depending upon what the patient's condition is is the team that we put together but a lot of the time that involves a physical therapist so tell me how did you get into physical therapy well, as you as you mentioned in the intro, I definitely was a um, high level athlete. Um, dating back to middle school, um, I started with basketball first. That was my mm-hmm. first love, actually, mm-hmm. and then I got into um, track and field. So my love of sports kind of drew me to being more fascinated with muscles and bones and injuries. And so initially, I thought I wanted to be an athletic trainer, hmm. but in my neighborhood. I met a physical therapist, and he um, he actually was one of my neighbors, and he was talking to me one day and asked what I wanted to do, and I said I wanted to be an athletic trainer, and he, he just advised me not to limit myself. He was like, you know, as an athletic trainer, you're only going to work with athletes. Those jobs are very hard to get. Most people who have them don't ever leave them, <laughs> so consider being a physical therapist. So I was 14. And I started doing my research about becoming a physical therapist. And from there, I set out on a path um, to achieve that goal, and I never turned back. Okay. All righty. And that is a, a very rewarding career path for if we have any, any younger people um, who are considering career paths. Um, becoming a physical therapist um, is yeah. an amazing profession where you really, truly can have um, a major impact on someone's life because getting exactly. them back to back to wellness and back to function is an incredible gift to give to another person. So yes, moving into our next question. So is physical therapy only for injuries or can it be used in a preventative fashion? Well, definitely it can be used in a preventative fashion. And just so, just to inform the public, there are many different settings of physical therapy. You could have hospital, acute care, subacute, nursing home, mm-hmm. women's health, pediatrics, outpatient orthopedics, and some specialists as in vestibular, you know, training, et cetera. But what I would like to say is that just as you go to the dentist for your six-month cleaning mm-hmm. or, or you go for your yearly physical, we really need to consider adding physical therapy um, to the list 
And the reason why I say that is, you know, just like your car, you take it in for a tune-up, but we should be in the mindset of taking your body in for a tune-up. Many problems can be treated more effectively if your physical therapy sees you sooner rather than later. I laugh many times um, when patients come to me and say, oh, I've been having this pain for 20 years. And I'm like, okay, I should have seen you 20 years ago. Right, (laughs) right. You really need to consider putting physical therapy on your list as part of your yearly, um, you know, tune-up. And so just following along with that, is that something that a person can schedule or do they need to go through like a primary care physician to get that? Because, of course, you know, I know people, of course, can pay out of pocket for that, but I imagine insurance would cover a visit like that as well. Is that right? It can. Um, In the state of Maryland, we are a direct access meaning that you can come to physical therapy without a um, doctor's prescription. Uh However, however, we need to be informed about our insurance. You Mm -hmm. need to check with your insurance. Even though we are a direct access state, your insurance may require that you have a physical therapy prescription and also Medicare requires that patients have a physical therapy prescription. It's different from the doctor, but a lot of times I'll see patients for deconditioning, um, muscle weakness, if they have difficulty walking. So those are ways that you can come and have your doctor, you know, see the physical therapy and let us do a complete evaluation and determine if there are any needs or any solutions that we may provide to your problem. Perfect. Perfect. So again, you know, just kind of piggybacking on our very first show when we talked about Um, the ways to make yourself an effective patient, we talked about knowing what your insurance coverages are um, because until just now, I didn't know that I could get a tune-up, you know, just go to my doctor and say, hey, you know, I'd like to just get checked out for physical therapy just to make sure that my joints are okay um, because I myself have only used physical therapy in association with an injury. Um, So that's good to know um, that, you know, that that can be a part of your wellness excuse me, a part of your wellness routine and a part of your wellness regimen, um, you know, just going forward to have a, a healthy life. So that's, thank you very yeah. much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So now, one of the big things that when we talk about joints, we talk about arthritis. And yeah. from what you see from a physical therapy standpoint, what are the most common joints that you see that are affected by arthritis? Well, definitely your weight-bearing joints, um, your ankle, knees, hips, and back are the most common areas, um, you know, when it comes to arthritis and problems from arthritis. Now, I always tell my patients that as we age, there are going to be some degeneration and arthritic changes in our body. Mm-hmm. But just because you have that does not mean that you're supposed to be in pain. You're in pain for a specific reason. It could be muscle imbalance. Um, decline, um, strength, flexibility, um, you know, or, or any other like trauma or falls or things like that. But just because you have arthritic joints or a diagnostic test may say, hey, I see, you know, a decrease in cartilage, it does not mean that you should be in pain. You're in pain for a reason. Very good. So we can say that if you are hurting, um, then, you know, because a lot of the times we, as I was saying in the beginning of the segment, 
just kind of get to a point of accepting that, you know, you groan a little bit when you sit down or when you stand up from a chair. Um, right. or, or we condition ourselves to accept that, you know, as I'm aging, my knee is going to hurt or my back is going to hurt. But, you know, from what I understand from what you just said, that that is not necessarily what we have to accept. That right. if we are exactly. having pain, we need to get that checked out and not just say right that away. it's because I'm getting older. Right, right away, right away. Excellent. Now, one of the things I just want to say um, it, along my journey, not only was I a sprinter, but I was also a long jumper. Mm-hmm. That was actually my favorite event. And people are always surprised when they ask me, do your knees hurt? Do your ankles hurt? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they don't because I try to stay ahead of it. Exactly. You know, I, I stretch a lot. You know, I try to walk and things like that. So, like I said, I, I, I did that for about, what, 15, 16 years of my life. I ran track and I jumped. Mm-hmm. And so far, thank God, my knees and my <laughs> ankles are fine. Perfect. And that that leads perfectly into the next question. What tips do you have for prevention of joint injuries? Well, first and foremost, um, proper nutrition and exercise are at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, um, and let me just say exercise too, to include stretching. A lot of people don't realize that stretching is healing. I've been able to heal a lot of patients just by teaching them how to stretch properly. So that definitely is at the top. The other thing is through proper nutrition and exercise, we can manage our weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we age, you know, our metabolism slows down. So yes, the more we yes. gain, the more pressure is going to be through our joints. And um, I always tell people 50% of your weight goes through one leg and 50% goes through the other leg. So we need to make sure that we manage our weight and also that we include um, some weightlifting and checking your feet. <laughs> Usually when someone comes in with a lower body problem, whether it's from the back to the feet, I always started their feet and worked my way up. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times if your feet uh, are not in proper um, alignment or if you have faulty mechanics, it can affect your ankles, your knees, your hips, and your back. So I start with the feet and I work my way up and make suggestions um, accordingly. And I imagine the type of footwear that you that you wear um, has an effect on, on ankle joints and, you know, just your posture just as a whole. Um, because I, I just think yes. about, once again, thinking about myself, how, you know, I love to wear stilettos, but I walk a whole lot differently in my stilettos <laughs> than I do in my, in my tennis shoes. Yes. You are a brave woman. I've never been able to walk in stilettos. <laughs> I don't walk ever. in them well. I, I call them, um, I, I say that I have two tips. So I can tip from the car to wherever I'm getting ready to go sit down. And then I can tip from my seat back to the car. If I'm feeling good, right. there may be a turn on the dance floor. But no, I am, I, yeah. am, I am not one of those women who can just walk in them naturally and easily. I always, always envy um, those who can do that and, and look so graceful and, and beautiful. I am I am not right. graceful at all in that. I'm just wearing it because right. it goes with the outfit. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and, and, one tip, and, and one tip to share about footwear, um, now I'm more of a walker. I don't run anymore. Hmm. Um, I'm, more, I'm more of a walker. And I always tell people, you have to decide which exercise path you're going to be in because if you're going to be a walker, you should not walk in running shoes. Uh-huh. And I see that I see that a lot. You need to invest in either walking shoes or cross trainers if you're going to do, you know, some other type of light aerobics. Excellent. But um, if you're going to be a runner, 
then you definitely need to purchase a good pair of running shoes and find a store in your area that can um, analyze your gait, analyze your feet, and recommend the shoes that are um, perfect for you. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, when I was younger, as as Dr. Johnson alluded to, we were on the track team together. And so when I was younger, I ran fairly fast. Um, But now I run slow, but long distance. So, you know, I am still trying to maintain uh, my runner spirit. Um, And, you know, definitely can attest to um, the difference in, you know, when you just go and just pick a pair of running shoes yourself, as opposed to having a professional um, to analyze how your foot hits the ground and decide what kind of support that foot needs um, in order to prevent injury and to allow you um, to go, you know, to go the distance. Because there is nothing worse if you are deciding to be a distance runner than running a half marathon, which is 13 miles and your feet hurt. Right. (laughs) That is a miserable, miserable experience, let me tell you. So now, in in light of, uh, you know, COVID-19 and such, you know, a lot of us are working from home and we're spending a lot of time looking at computer screens and working on keyboards. Um, Any tips to to help with those joints? Because, of course, you know, that is, you know, neck pain, um, wrist stiffness, um, you know, problems within the fingers as well. Um, any tips to, to help with those types of scenarios? Yes. Um, actually, I've, I'm treating a lot of patients who are um, working, you know, from home, mm-hmm. teleworking. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely I, I go through um, the first question I ask is where do you work? <laughs> where mm-hmm. are you in your house while you're working? Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, a lot of people are working in their bed. Mm-hmm. They're on the <laughs> They're reclining, you know, on the couch and laying down on the couch because that's the first thing. I tell people, create a space in your home that can be your workspace, Mm -hmm. away from your bedroom, away from the couch, et cetera, et cetera. So then we review proper workstation ergonomics, and that just means, you know, having your feet flat on the floor, sitting all the way back in the chair, and if the chair can come up high, that will create more support. Um, making sure you're not sitting on the edge of the seat. Um, either put in uh, earbuds or have on a headset so you're not trying to talk and type at the same time. Mm-hmm. And also um, set a timer. You need to get up every 45 minutes. I have patients who've been sitting in the same spot for three and four hours and they wonder why they're stiff and they're painful. So you have to set a timer and be intentional about getting up and um, taking, taking breaks. And last but not least, um, make sure that you're doing stretches for your neck, your shoulders, your arms, and your hands. Excellent, excellent. And so I will tell our listeners, I'm going to get with Dr. Johnson once this is over with and get some websites <laughs> that I can load onto my Facebook page um, so that way you all have inf- good information um, about proper stretching and how to do it because, of course, you can stretch and stretch incorrectly and and cause yourself um, a little bit of an injury. So when we guide you on these things, we want to make sure that we're giving you uh, reputable advice to keep you safe while you're doing these um, these exercises at home. Now, getting into exercise. So um, for someone who wants to start exercising, so let's say they haven't been been doing this for a while. Um, what would you recommend for them in terms of trying to keep themselves injury free? 
Yes, so I have a little motto that I use for a lot of people, and that is faith progression is key. You have to start where you are. Mm-hmm. If you've never if you've never run before, don't start with running. You have to walk first. Mm-hmm. If you've never lifted weights before, don't start with lifting weights. Use your body as your weight first. And most importantly, you have to get cleared by your physician or physical therapist before you venture out. There are a lot of other tips that I can give someone, you know, how to progress safely. But again, that comes with me seeing, you know, evaluating the person. Sure. And then I can prescribe an exercise program for them. But just remember, start where you are and safe progression is key. So start where you are and go slow. Work right. your way up. Perfect. Right. Perfect. So now, um, a part of your... Your business's name um, is the Physical Therapy and Aquatic Center. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about the benefits of aquatic therapy. Yes. So with aquatic therapy, um, we're able to provide another way of exercising without feeling a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Depending on where the patient is, they may not be able to walk on the treadmill, ride the bike, because they're so inflamed and in a painful state. So we'll put them in the water where it's gravity eliminated. There's no pressure on the joint. The temperature of the water is about 92 degrees, so you're able to move with ease. Nice You and feel warm. light. Mm-hmm. And it increases the endorphins, so people are happier when they're in the water. So we are able to get them to do what we wouldn't be able um, to have them do on land, but in the water. So it has many, many other benefits, but definitely um, it's, it's warm, it's soothing, it's relaxing, and you're able to move without being in a lot of pain. Now, you don't stay there forever. Once you get better, we bring you out the water and we, you know, put you on land. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I will also, um, just to piggyback on, on that excellent input there, is that in order to participate in aquatic therapy, you do not need to know how to swim. No. <laughs> um, because a lot of people, you know, when you, when you start talking about, you know, aquatic therapy or water therapy, they immediately like, you know, I can't swim. So, you know, I don't want to do that and, and may tend to shy away um, from that. And so most of the, the aquatic therapy pools that I have seen are very shallow so they allow yeah. for you to be immersed enough to get yeah. the benefit of moving the joint without having to be literally in the deep end yeah so our pool is uh four feet two inches see there uh, rarely do we have someone um who's not taller than the water exactly, <laughs> so exactly. four feet two you're not gonna you're not gonna drown you, you're able to participate without knowing how to swim. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Now, and how can we find aquatic therapy in, in our communities? Um, because I know here in Atlanta, when I was in residency, um, the YMCA did have a, an aqua therapy program um, that I would refer a lot of my arthritis patients to. Um, but of course, with budget cuts and, you know, changes that come with time, um, that program went out of existence, unfortunately. Um, so now, now that I see a, a resurgence in, in the popular culture with, with uh, aquatic mm-hmm. therapy, how can we find an, an aquatic therapy center near, near us? Is there like a, a database or 
um, or an organization's website that would say, you know, find services near me? How can we access those services? Um, I don't know of a database. I know in our area um, there are, so if you want to start with a chronic therapy with a licensed physical therapist, you definitely would just look or Google um you know, outpatient physical therapy and aquatic, you know, therapy center Mm -hmm. and see what's in your area. Once my patients um, graduate from our facility, I do a search for community centers. Um, There are some uh, gyms that still have um, pools. I think think in our area, LA Fitness has a pool. Mm -hmm. And then our our county um, community centers, have pools and where they have a different listing of classes. You have an arthritis um, water class or you have a high-level aerobics class. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that those are the ways that I help um, patients find facilities that they want to continue after they're um, finished with physical therapy. So you have to do that in your local area, but I don't know of a specific database gotcha. that has, has a listing. That would be an um, incredible okay. thing to uh, to create a a, a yes. nationwide listing of, you know, because people sometimes don't know, you know, don't know where to go. And if you can go to just one place and get information that's right. um, or, or get connected to access, um, you know, that's a wonderful thing. So maybe that right. will come. Maybe that will come in, in the future. But in the meantime, just use your um, your your Google searches to find what's happening in your community and what services you can tap into. You also can uh, find your find a, a wonderful licensed physical therapist. Um, and if you are in the Maryland area, I I highly recommend uh, Dr. Tamara Johnson of Sports Pro uh, Physical Therapy and Aquatics. Um, and, um, you know, and, and start from there. You also can start with your primary care physician um, who may be um, a, a good resource uh, for what's going on in your local community in terms of being able to access these services. So, mm-hmm. Dr. Johnson. Thank you so, so much. This has been wonderful. I have enjoyed reconnecting with you and talking with you um, about physical therapy and about joint health and how we can continue to move well as we age gracefully and without pain. There yeah. we go. Um, and so once again, um, I want to thank you so very much for the generosity of your time and lending your expertise um, to my listeners today. Um, and so we, with that, we're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up and talk about what's happening next week. Thanks, Dr. Johnson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Come back anytime. Okay. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa, located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at SmartPlexATL.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? 
compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Hey folks, Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right, you can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually, you can count me in on this one. So download The Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with The Real. And we are back. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. We just had a wonderful, wonderful conversation with Dr. Tamara Johnson, uh, who is the owner and director of Sports Pro uh, Physical Therapy and Aquatic Center, uh, located in three locations in Maryland. I'm talking about joint health, um, and one of the things that we talked about was arthritis. So let's dig in our last, in our waning minutes, um, we can dig a little deeper uh, into arthritis. Um, so arthritis refers to uh, joint pain and joint disease when we talk about it commonly. Um, but of course, arthritis is a particular um, disease of the joints and there are 100 types of arthritis. Um, most commonly when we refer in conversation to arthritis, we are talking about osteoarthritis, which is of those 100 types, the most common. Um, and so according to the CDC, 23% uh, of all adults um, and that translates to 54 million people in the United States have arthritis. And of those 54 million, 24 million people will be affected to the point where they have a limitation in their activity uh, of varying degree. One in four adults uh, with arthritis reports severe joint pain. One in three people between the ages of 18 and 64 have arthritis. Um, arthritis commonly occurs with chronic diseases, uh, most notably diabetes, heart disease, and obesity, and is a leading cause of disability in the United States. Some types of arthritis can also affect other organs. Um, for example, your heart, your eyes, your lungs, your kidneys, and your skin. Um, it is the most common condition amongst uh, chronic opioid users and a leading cause of disability amongst adults. So when we talk about um, the impact that arthritis has on our society, um, I was blown away by this number myself, um, that back pain and arthritis combined um, affect more than 100 million people and due to uh, loss of work and treatment, um, end up with 172 million lost work days every year and a cost of 200 to 300 billion, with a B, dollars every year. Um, they also, arthritis is also responsible for uh, 6.7 million hospitalizations 
uh, due to arthritis. Um, and just to recap, if you're experiencing the following symptoms, swelling, pain, stiffness, decreased range of motion or decreased movement, um, Arthritis can come and go. It can be progressive and can worsen uh, and can cause permanent joint damage. So if you're experiencing any of those symptoms, I highly, highly recommend that you seek care um, with your primary care physician, or you can also seek an evaluation with a licensed um, and certified uh, physical therapist um, and, you know, kind of go from there. So just a few tips to maintain healthy bones and joints, um, increasing your calcium in your diet, increasing your vitamin D because those two things help maintain a healthy architecture of bone to help keep them nice and strong. Um, also increasing your physical activity because again, as I said earlier, if you don't, if you don't move, you will lose the ability to move. Um, and also uh, decreasing the amount of uh, tobacco, alcohol, and of course, uh, Ill illegal substance uh, use are, are great to help um, maintain uh, bone health. So that brings us to our vitamin C for the week. So since I was thinking about joint health, um, you know, I thought a lot about aging. Um, and so this is your vitamin C this week about getting older. Um, so George Bernard Shaw, a uh, famous composer, says, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And another quote that I found from David Bowie that I, I really gravitated towards, um, aging is an extraordinary process where you become the person you should have always been. So, you know, a lot of us feel um, reluctant about aging because there are issues with frailty and a loss of usefulness and a loss of relevance um, in life, uh, in, in our lives. And of course, um, when we look at how our society in particular um, views uh, the elderly. And so, you know, what I am going to, to say to you all is growing old is a privilege denied to many. Um, I am 47 years young, and I can tell you I have met many, many, many people who will never see 47. And so I always keep that in mind as I'm going through my day um, and um, beginning to complain about my life. Um, because, again, um, you know, there are so many people who would want to see 47, who had plans for 47, and those plans will go unfulfilled. So growing old is a privilege. It is an honor. It is a gift. And we can, through keeping our joints healthy, keeping our bodies healthy, we can enjoy all the years that will be granted to us. I hope you have enjoyed this week's segment. I have tremendously enjoyed uh, spending time with you all and talking with Dr. Johnson today. Uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. And this has been um, a great week. Oh, I'm sorry. I have one more thing that I have to say. So I am excited to announce that uh, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa has entered into a partnership with Northwestern Mutual. And next week we will have uh, the first segment born out of that partnership with Mr. Brian Ford, where we will be talking about money and medicine, two things that most people like to talk about. At least I like to talk about both of those things. Um, that will be a, a monthly segment that we will feature and talk about different things um, 
surrounding money and medicine. So be sure to tune in. Next week is going to be phenomenal. I say that every week and every week it has been true. Um, next week is going to be amazing with Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual. Um, and so please tune in. We will be here. I will be here, God willing, um, next Thursday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Real 1100 a.m. This is Dr. Carissa of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful week, and I look forward to talking with you next Thursday. Bye. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another Old Fashioned Health Network show on The Real 1100.